All right. Good evening. Today is Monday, February 19th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is working with others, step 12, if I'm correct. And our speaker tonight is Robin. Thank you, Robin. Hi, everybody. Thank you. And thank you, Ian, for asking me to do this. This is my first time giving my story. So I got recovered for the third time, February 9th. <laughs> so a little over a week ago. And uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I've been abstinent from sugar and flour for, for four years. And I've been in the program probably four and a half years. Um, but during that time, I wasn't entirely abstinent when it came to eating my, uh, my abstinent foods. Um, just as a real quick note, my relapses were always one day or one evening or one meal rather, rather strange, but, um, a sandwich one time, a little more of what my daughter cooked two different times. So uh, kind of interesting. But um any rate, I will give you a little background. So um, I grew up in New York City uh, to two parents who were survivors of the Holocaust. And when it came to food, you know, food was a big deal in my house. There was supposed to be an over, there was always an overabundance of it. Um, my father left when I was six because my mother had severe <clears throat> trauma due to the war and post-traumatic stress disorder. She was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and paranoid schizophrenia. And uh, my father had a really hard time after 13 years of marriage. So he, he did leave us. Um, I grew up with a relationship with him and he mentored me in many areas. Um, but living with my mother was really, really difficult. And, um, I always questioned my own sanity. Really, uh, the only joy that we had was food. So she used to overfeed me for sure. And I was supposed to finish everything on my plate. She would share that she had a potato, maybe, or a piece of potato to eat during the war. So, of course, there was this overabundance. We have to stuff ourselves. We have to consume as much as we can. And um, I became a compulsive overeater for sure. I think it was from day one when I was born. Um, and I used to binge on sweets at night. Um, in my teen years, Walking home from school, I'd go from one candy store to the next, uh, grabbing, you know, buying whatever I could so I could get numb 
before I would see my mom. Um, and it was really, really hard. I went away to school. And of course, I put the freshman 15 on. Um, and I just kept eating all the way through college. And I never stopped after that. I'd been on many, many diets, uh, all the paying ways, all these, all the tricky little things we try to do to get our body to, to release weight. But then I started having unbearable fatigue. I mean, really bad and horrible depression. And um, this doctor diagnosed me with an autoimmune disease, candida. And I wasn't getting any nutrients from the food I was eating. Um, and I couldn't control my emotions at all. And I couldn't stop binging either. But I, I soon uh, followed his purification diet. I was on that for a year and it was hell. Um, but he, you know, was determined to build my immune system back up. And, um, I used to call him a lot in New York from the street. They had pay phones at that time and, uh, crying, complaining. I can't do this. I can't do this. He was a real mentor for me, this doctor and, um, really a pioneer in this field. So, after a year, I thought I was cured. And it was amazing how I felt. Um, in terms of weight at that time, I wasn't particularly overweight, uh, but I felt better and that was the main thing. And then he retired and there was no one to take his place because he was a pioneer in his field. So. I thought I'd have a taste of this or a taste of that thinking I was cured and it started all over again. And it was years of that until away. Now, it wasn't really a weight loss thing for me, although I have released 40 pounds, but I did this for my health and I'll tell you why. Um, I got to the point four years ago where I was actually taking Allegra allergy medicine because anything I ate made my eyes tear and itch. My nose would get all stuffed up. My throat would get scratchy. If I had sugar or flour, this is before program, if I had sugar or flour, I would start getting burning in my throat and my gut and unbearable pain, but I had no control. I had to have it. And I would spend days on the couch, numb, depressed, couldn't make plans with people. Um, and my husband would ask me to do something on Saturday, you know, and it was Tuesday. And I would say, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling on Saturday. I, I pretty much, I didn't lose my friendships, but my friends lost faith in me because I was always canceling. 
I couldn't go out and socialize. Um, I was canceling at the last minute. Um, and it, I was a mess. Uh, and I was an, an Al-Anon member. And I had been for a number of years. And I will also want to say I've been practicing Buddhism for 40 years. This year it'll be 40 years. Been practicing Buddhism on a daily basis. And um, so this one night I had dinner and it was a normal dinner. My eyes started tearing again and my nose and my throat was scratchy, but there'd been no sugar, right? And I, I just said, I can't do this anymore. And I thought, I'm going to be like a 95-year-old woman on the couch if I live that long with pill bottles all over the place because of food. I don't know what to do anymore. So I went into my little meditation room and I looked at my altar and I threw my hands up and said, universe, I can't do this anymore. I'm giving it to you. It's a gift. Take it from me. I need help. I can't do this. And I did my chanting that I do. And the next day I was sitting at my desk and there above my desk on the shelf was the big book. And I'd never opened it. It was given to, you know, they were giving it out at an Al-Anon meeting for free. And I took one and I thought, no problem. You know, maybe I'll look at it one day, stuck it on the shelf. Well, this particular day after the night where I said, I surrender, take it from me, I opened it and I turned to the doctor's opinion and I read it and I couldn't believe it. I, I, it was me with food. And I called my Al-Anon sponsor and said, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And I told her all about it. And she said, well, I'm in OA. I said, you're in OA. Thank you. I said, you're in OA. She said, 17 years. I said, what? And she said, have you ever heard of the vision for you? I said, no. So I started going to those meetings. And um, I asked her to be my OA sponsor. So we worked together for a while. I couldn't get through the fourth step at all. It was, all I did was beat myself up. And she said, okay, I think we need a break. And uh, then I got another sponsor. I got recovered. And I had that sandwich I told you about. And she said, okay, you have to stop sponsoring and you got to start again and you got to find another sponsor. Oh boy, I was devastated. So I did that. I found another sponsor. That sponsor worked really slowly. And I was on step four, four and five, maybe it was like over a year. That's where we were. And I, I just did what she said. But during that time, I, I had, I overate my 
the foods that are allowed. I overate one night. Um, so then I found another sponsor. And this time I said, I'm going to ask a man. He'll work fast and I got to get through the steps. And so I did. Found a man. Did the steps in three weeks. And did the same thing again. Overate the food one night that I was allowed. And he said to me, you know what? Maybe you need someone a little more rigorous than me. Maybe you need like a deeper delving into the steps, something. And I said, maybe. He said, call me on Monday. Think about it. So next day, I went on to a meeting in the morning. Oh, I, I left this out, actually, that... um. Before I called him, my friend in Al-Anon said, I know someone who's looking for a sponsee in OA. And uh, I talked to her on the phone. She sent me how she sponsors. And I said, no freaking way. I wasn't going to do all the work that she sent me. So um, so I said, all right. And I went with this man, right? And after I picked up. So then the next day after he had said, maybe you need someone more rigorous, I signed on and there she was sharing. And I thought that's peculiar. Um, and then next day I went to the couch after a meeting and my phone beeped and she was offering her phone number for service, you know? And I thought, no way, you know? And then that wasn't enough to get me to call her, right? I needed a third time. God said, okay, you're not calling her today? I'm gonna put, put her in your environment tomorrow. So the next day I was on a meeting and this man said, did I hear so-and-so offer her name for sponsorship? And it was her. And I thought, okay, God, I'll call her. So I did, and we laughed about that experience. But I knew she was the person. I knew she was the person. Um, I've had a completely different experience working with her because regardless of what she goes through on a day-to-day -day basis in her own life, she sponsors in such a sober way. I mean, it's amazing. And I told her this, that she's so sober <laughs> when it comes to talking about this program. So I'm nervous, that's why I'm speaking so slow. So um, one of the things that happened differently was step six. I was used to doing step six in just, you know, okay, you're ready to remove your defects. Great. Say the seven step prayer. Great. And that was the end of it, you know, but she had me do step six differently. She had me make a list of my character defects and, and then what would God have me be in relation to these character defects? And now I have them and I can pray about them every morning 
And when it came to step nine, she said, I had to make some financial amends. I had to make these amends and I had to do restitution and I hadn't done it before. And I didn't understand the relationship. What's the relationship between paying the money back and recovery? Okay, we shouldn't be dishonest, but let me tell you, I had a spiritual awakening. I felt as though God had cleaned my insides out like a vacuum cleaner. All of that dishonesty I was carrying around contributed to what I was doing every single day in the present moment. I had it in me, I was carrying it like, like rocks in a suitcase. And once I began to call those companies that I owed money to, it, the rocks just, I put them down basically. Not only that, now I'm doing 10th steps and when I do a 10 step at the end of it, I feel absolute joy. I'm meditating in the morning, aside from my Buddhist practice. I'm praying to God, don't ask me how I'm reconciling that, but I am, it works. Um, and at night I've started doing a nightly review, never did that before. I'm making three phone calls a day, been doing that all through my recovery uh, process. And, you know, if my sponsor would have said, go outside, take all your clothes off and stand upside down, I would have done it. Because what I have now and what I have in place is a lifestyle. And it hasn't become like brushing my teeth yet, but I'm on my way. And uh, this is where I want to stay. And I feel like I've been blessed and every day I'm cared for as long as I take action. Um, relationships with all of you in the program is absolute. It's not the cure, but it's the progress of recovery to deal with the progress of the disease. And the recovery and the, and the, and the disease fight neck and neck every single day. So far the recovery is winning one day at a time. And um, there is joy in life for any of you who are struggling. There's a lot of joy and opportunity. If you set aside everything, everything you think you know and do the work. So with that, I'll end. Thank you. Thank you so much, Robin. Really enjoyed that. Okay, uh, make it back to my. Okay, hold one moment, and things are all messed up. Okay, here we go. All right, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing questions should relate specifically to the chapter 
and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. Uh, if you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order, and um, Amy will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And Leslie will continue to uh, time for us. Uh, three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. And if Robin is asked a question, please allow three minutes for her to answer. Okay, so we will go ahead and get started. And I see Ian, go ahead. Hello, Ian F. Compulsive Overeater. Um, so, so grateful to be here. Uh, I did not sound anywhere near that good my first time speaking at a meeting. Um, I just, there's just some things that, that really stuck out. First one, this dude is a pioneer in his field, and then he left. I, I recently underwent a change of sponsor from a sponsor who's like my big sister. Really, really felt like a huge change. And something that that idea reminded me of is like, human power will fail me. Which is not to say that my fellows or my sponsors or anyone in, in the program or out of it is, is a failure. But it is to say that everyone, including myself, is imperfect. You know, and, and God keeps me around. You know, and, and like that, that was a huge part of the story. It's like if I if I if I am dishonest or I am unwilling, that's okay. Because God is gonna make sure that I come back <laughs> eventually. You know, I mean it just it is it is inevitable. It does not matter what it takes, God will get you there. And and I used to be terrified of relapse. Um, just like to the point that I almost relapsed because I was so afraid of relapse because I just couldn't do anything. And I got so self-obsessed with like, I need to do everything right. Um, which is of course self-centered. And, and, you know, this, this idea of like those continued signals of like, Hey, there's something you need to do. Hey, there's something you need to do. Hey, there's something you need to do. Dishonesty does weigh you down. Um, but the good news about that is that like, when you when you are weighed down enough when you're beaten down enough you get to a point where you can no longer be dishonest with yourself and that happened to me with the food and happens to me time and again with every little decision that i make you know like if i'm if i'm interested in someone interested in dating someone but they're a really bad fit for me there will there will be many times for me to push it and there will come a point where I can no longer, <laughs> and it becomes immediately obvious. Um, that has happened to me before. If there's a job that I'm not meant to be at, I can continue to work there and continue to work there and continue to work there. And then I'll be fired and I'll be like, or I'll be like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, well, <laughs> God, God will do with me what God wants, whether I like it or not. That's a beautiful thing. So thank you so much, Robin, for your share. I'm so glad I asked you to speak. Um, I will let uh, others go ahead. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Ian. And next we have Shira. 
Hi everyone, Shira, compulsive overeater from New York. Uh, thank you so much for your story. That was really, really wonderful. Um, I think what spoke spoke to me a bit was like the sponsor part. I know for myself, like like this addict mentality that I have of like, I came into program and I'm like, just fix me, just give me the fix. Just this is quick. Just 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 make it fast and to such an extreme that like at one point my sponsor's like, I'm not like your higher power. Like, what are you doing? Like, I was like giving her like, literally like just my, my relationship with his higher power was so flawed that I realized like I was diverting all of that towards her, my sponsor. And until she finally like kind of put my head straight and was like, I am not your fix. Like I am here to help you with program. You need to dive into the true higher power, which is not me, an addict, you know, she's an addict as well. Um, and it was just such a kind of like, oh, sorry. Uh, it was such a odd, sorry, I lost you for a second. It was just such an odd uh, like realization on myself that how extreme and intense, like I, go into things with this like concept of like, fix me, this is it. And realizing like for the first few months, I just had, I was focusing it so much on my sponsor. Like, this is my fix. This is my person. This is what's going to fix me. And then I had to like do this whole higher power thing properly and really dive into the true higher power. Um, but again, it is. And, and as you were saying, like, I, I still have that. Like I can't fathom life without my sponsor. Like I, I would be crushed. I can't, I can't even fathom what that would happen. And like, and, and that fear almost drives me like, you know, what, you know, saying it almost drives me to this insanity place of like relapse because I'm so obsessed with it. Um, but, it, but that's all part of my, you know, kind of addict brain where again, when, once I do properly connect to my higher power and, just let go and hand it over just all this madness kind of goes away and and the true beauty of the steps and the true um beauty of life and what program does like comes through um but yeah the sponsor part and everything really really spoke to me uh yeah thanks again and with that i'll pass thank you shira Okay, who is next? Just raise your virtual hand. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Dana. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Good. Thank you. I'm um, Dana, recovering compulsive overeater. Um, Robin, you're. Um, thank you for walking us through your journey to where you are now. Um, I. I really appreciate your the way you are so honest and clear about where you come from and your process of getting where you are right now, including your 
your many twists and turns with the program. Um, I think that um, for me, I've been in program about a year, there have been a lot of twists and turns and um, I guess once I, now that I'm in that, that group of people with the many twists and turns, it's comforting to hear other people's journeys that were also that way. Um, and also, um, I think it's really um, the, the, that, that you're getting so much joy from doing your amends and your 10th steps and your nightly review and having that structure of the program and feeling it's kind of feeling its power um, is something that I'm just, I'm feeling, I feel sometimes too. And it's kind of amazing. <laughs> and it's really fun to, to share that and know, you know, to hear that that's where you are at. Um, and um, yeah, just thank you so much for sharing your journey. It's really appreciated. I'll pass. Thank you, Dana. And let's see, next is Elizabeth. Hello, I'm Elizabeth. I'm really happy to be here at this meeting. It's been a while since I've been at the CYOC meetings, and it feels really good to be back. Um, thank you so much for your share, Robin. Really appreciate it. Um. I can share that I just passed my six months in program, six month anniversary of abstinence. I joined in late summer and um, yeah, it's it's been quite a journey. Um, I feel like every day with what's happening in life, I'm challenged to learn to use the steps and the tools of recovery um, and to grow from it. It really is a way of life. And um, lately I've been, I've been facing a lot of fear um, about like, I have to make some decisions in the coming months that kind of are going to determine what I'm doing for the rest, for the next phase of my life. And it's, um, it's scary and it's really tempting to go back into, um, relying on self-will. <laughs> it's like really tempting. It's like, life is like showing me all the things that are like, especially triggering that make me want to go into like hyper fear, hyper self-will mode. And, um, yeah, I just find myself leaning into the tools and really turning things over to my higher power every day. And um, it just requires a lot of a lot of faith and a lot of willingness to to trust in a process, even though I can't see the outcome um, yet. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to share. Um, thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Okay, who's next? Uh, Ryan, go ahead. 
uh, Ryan Compulsor Reader. Um, thank you so much for your lead, Robin. I really got a lot out of it. Um, I've been in program a couple months, um, well, like six months, but I say a couple months because I've actually been like going to meetings the past two months. Um, and I don't know, like I, I, Robin, I totally relate. Like, um, I feel like I get like a couple weeks, a few weeks, and then I go and I eat and, or, and then I binge on sugar. And I do think that there's like amends I still have to, you know, I have to make. Um, and that's, so, um, yeah, I just want to say, I really appreciate it. Um, but still like, I do know like the power of, you know, the fellowship can stop a lot of eating too. So I want to be able to reach out more and hopefully join that WhatsApp group. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. And Amy, will you go ahead and stop the recording?